afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another week's worth. You're the Ken Miller Show with 1700 KBGG. Local sports on your radio or your favorite listening device every Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Trent Condon and myself talking sports with you. Uh, coming up on the show today, uh, Mark Morehouse in his uh, normal spot. He kicks off the guest list each and every week. He'll be here uh, about 1220. We'll recap the uh, Wisconsin debacle, at least offensively, uh, with uh, Mark at 1220 and take a peek ahead to senior day. Uh, in Iowa City as they will uh, wrap up the home portion of their schedule against Purdue. 12.40, Bama Bob jumps on in. We'll recap the week in college football. Another crazy week. If you love chaos, you love this past weekend. Although for a while it looked as though it was going to be complete chaos with Mississippi State at least uh, as they went into the fourth quarter holding an advantage over the previously unbeaten and still unbeaten Alabama Crimson time, but that was a hell of a football game. Uh, so we'll get into all of those games with Bama. There has been some coaching news. Butch Jones, as you know, is out. Uh, the Iron Bowl, which looked at uh, maybe earlier in the season toward the end of September, might have been a bit of a laugher, even though the game was going to be a Jordan-Hare. That point spread overnight dropped seven points uh, from uh, Alabama was a 10-point favorite on the road at Auburn. Today, you can get them at three, so seven-point swing there. And then at 120, Dylan Montz in his regular spot. Dylan's wrapping up things up in Ames as far as the Matt Campbell press conference and then a variety of players they get access to. So Dylan will be freed up about 120. We'll recap the Oklahoma State game. Uh, preview the Baylor game and do a little hoops as Iowa State is back in action tonight on the hardwood uh, as they play at Hilton. Uh, getting under, I think it's a 7 o'clock tip. I think, yeah, 7 o'clock tip uh, for that. Imagine it's Cyclones TV only. Trent Condon's my partner. He's here with me every Monday through Friday from noon until 2. How are you, my friend? Oh, not too bad. So we're talking, what? Basketball? No. No. It's still no. football season. <laughs> After that Iowa performance, doesn't look Oh, like... for you maybe. Yeah. yeah, you want to switch to Hawkeye basketball pretty quickly. Yeah, Trent, it was... Um... Look, I don't know where to begin. The offense just was... Wisconsin defense, are they that Are they that good? No. I didn't think they're so. Good. Right, but they're not 66 yards of total offense good. Worst offensive performance of the Kirk Ferentz era after probably the best, maybe not in terms of total yards. What a difference a week makes, right? How does that happen? I don't know. I don't know. I understand the 3-4 defense has been a problem for Iowa. Mm-hmm. But Wisconsin linebackers have been hurt all year right. long. No Keechee, no Orr. No. They're out there just doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Is it Iowa just has not been able to figure out the 3-4? Well, you've been saying that all season long, and I, and I think that there's probably something to that. Um, how many teams have they faced that play a true 3-4? <sighs> Was it Wyoming runs a three four? Yeah, but that's Wyoming. But it was Wyoming. Right. But outside of that, you don't see anybody in the Big Ten outside of Wisconsin, and now and Nebraska. Nebraska does too. So could that game be a little bit close? I no. saw the point spreads already out for that one at one of the properties in Vegas. So this isn't uh, you know far away places. This uh-huh. is. What do you think that number is? It's on the. I want to say the, the Superbook LV. Okay. The, um, is is put it up. Iowa three and a half, six and a half, six and a half, six and a half was the number I saw yesterday. Yeah, 
And if you would have got that in those early lines that they throw out the oh, summer. Oh, Nebraska would have been favored. Yeah. Nebraska would have been a slight favorite. Nebraska's season is over. They're just waiting for it to end before they fire Mike Riley. According to Stephen M. Sipple, moves will not make a move uh, during the season for a variety of reasons. I, you know what? I, I think things have to change at, at this point. Now that signing day has been moved up, I don't think that schools have the well, – look, it's certainly he seems like a bright guy, and I'm sure he's got his target identified well, everybody does in Nebraska. They've identified Scott Frost. Whether you can get him or not is another story. But they will move very quickly uh, after. I mean, Black Friday is going to be, um, for a number of reasons, it's going to take on a whole new meaning at the Riley household, I think, uh, once that game comes to an end. But uh, Butch Jones is out. We're starting to see some of those dominoes fall. But where I want to start with you, Trent, uh, we, we have to go to Ames, as bad as Iowa-Wisconsin was, and we'll spend plenty of time. Mark Morehouse is going to be there. Uh, the Oklahoma State-Iowa State game, a couple of things that, that the whole Kyle Kempt mystery uh, is a head-scratcher to me. He's on the field, looks really good early in the game. Then he starts to you know miss a couple of throws. Then we're told that he's running back into the locker room. Uh, he stays there, albeit briefly, you know, could bathroom break. Maybe the guy's throwing up. We don't know what it is. Maybe it's an equipment. He had to go back to the locker room for what, whatever reason. He does, but he isn't there very long. Zeb Nolan's warming up on the sidelines. He gets in the game. The next time we see Kyle Kempt, he's wearing sweats. Concussion protocol? Well, no. They Well, they look, they're going to be very careful. Mm-hmm. Um, the word is shoulder, but the word is he may play against Baylor. Now, I have to think that what they're doing here is that's gamesmanship. They don't okay. want, I, I don't think Rule and company, they don't want to let Baylor know that it, it's going to be a a freshman, redshirt freshman making his first start and doing so on the road. I, I would be, I'd be, I was going to say mild. No, I would be surprised if Kyle Kemp goes this week. But I want to go to the end of the football game because that's what everybody's talking about. And I'll give you my take, and then I want to hear your take, and maybe we can get some back and forth in here. But maybe our maybe our takes will match up. I, when I saw the play at first, a couple of things went in. Well, first of all, I thought Green made an interception. Yeah. I thought it was Oklahoma State's football. The more I watched it, the thing that stuck with me is, my God, Marcy Murdoch made a hell of a play on that football. For, the, for it even to be a talker, it just goes to show you that Marcy Murdoch, and I don't think all the discussion around this, is it or isn't it, I think it falls on obviously if you're if you root for Iowa State, you think it's a catch. I get that, uh, but the but the, the 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 greatness, if you will, of that catch, the uh, the degree of difficulty that that catch, I think, is not getting the love that it deserves. It was a hell of a play. Okay, so I went from pick mm-hmm. Oklahoma State football to oh my God, what a play by Marchy Murdoch. To at the end, I still got two more steps of two more points before I turn it to you, if you don't mind. <laughs> It's an incompletion because the ball is kind of moving when I think both of them are out of bounds. Now, Green falls on his back, and I think he's got position at that point. March, he's now he's now on top of him, so you would think that he's going to be able to get a little more leverage on that football, which leads to them rolling over the ball, moving. I'm thinking, you know what? I could see this being ruled incomplete. What really I don't understand, and I think that Cyclone fans, and I'm certainly not one of them, and I don't mean to speak for them, I think if they, if Brad Van Vark, the referee who called the game, and he's not real popular names to begin with, if he would have come back and said, upon further review, the ruling on the field stands as called, mm-hmm. I think that might have gone a long ways to placating him. I have no idea how in the world how you confirm that call. That's not a confirmation call, in my opinion. 
your thoughts. I was with you right from the beginning. Right away, as it's happening, that's an interception. And then they slow it down and they show it again, and you see Marchie Murdoch having his hand in there, ball moving around afterwards, as you said. But to me, the, the confirmation comes when they go to the ground and Green has possession of the football as his back hits inbounds. Is Marchie Murdoch's arms around the football at the same time? No. They're in there, but mm-hmm. the possession, it's a arm, and the possession at mm-hmm. that okay. time is for it's Green. It's his right arm, right? Yes. Yep. Is for Green. Mm-hmm. The movement comes after he has possession. And they start wrestling. He rolls over, and then the ball comes loose as mm-hmm. they're going out of bounds. Mm-hmm. So that's how I looked at it the whole time. And, and I was a bit surprised. So I'm like, oh. so you're in the confirmation camp. Confirmation. Or the, so you're good with the call. I was good with the call. Okay. Now I think the terminology, pro- yes, it, it would have placated. I think the Cyclone fans there, but I look at that play and I see an interception. I understand the angst. I understand the frustration mm-hmm. being that close, and the frustration. Why are you throwing a fade there? All right. Well, it's when you have David and, Montgomery. And this, right. Or Alan Lazard. Yeah. Or Akeem Butler is even taller than. Yes. And, and Marchie Murdoch's had a hell of a year. Yeah. I, I like Marchie Murdoch. He's game. good. He, I think he is too. I think he's one of a you know the, it's a it's a, gr- a great group of uh, college receivers. I think you can throw that you, you use that term. They are very very good. Um, Marchie Murdoch made a hell of a play, but why not Lazard or why not B- Butler? Um, a lot of wise. Mm-hmm. In the end, it goes against Iowa State as they they do quite frequently. They're in that football game against Oklahoma State, and that's another one that's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a tough one to swallow all off season long. Back to back weeks, a lot, back a weeks. lot of what ifs, and yeah. they win Throw the final... Iowa game into the what yes, if category. Absolutely, there's going to be times that you're going to look back upon this season. Now, if they finish eight and four. Anybody before the year would have signed up for that. Oh, God, yes. You go to Baylor. Six and six, Trent. Yes. That's, that was the high, I, there are a couple of sprinklings of seven and fives, but that was from you know, the very ardent side, I think, of Iowa State. Nobody that I know had eight and four. No. With this squad, with this schedule. And you couple that with the wins that you have against Oklahoma, against TCU. That is a highly successful year, and you're happy about it. But there is going to be the offseason of what ifs, and, and what if that play, and what if you show up in the first half against West Virginia, and on and on and on. This is a team good enough to play for a Big 12 title. Mm-hmm. That, this team is that good. And in these kind of opportunities don't come around very often. No. Hey, yes, the arrow, the green arrow is going up right now with the program. There's no assurances that Matt Campbell will be a part of it. No. Nope. There aren't. No. Nope. I know Cyclone fans don't want to nope. hear that, That's but right. it's the truth. We've yep. seen it too many times mm-hmm. where coaches move on after years like this, and, and there's some big jobs open. That are gonna. It's it's not a year where it's, and there's a lot of money. Trent, look, yeah. Tennessee's going to pay Butch Jones eight point two million dollars not to coach to go away to go away eight point two million dollars to go away plus what they're going to have to pay for the next Butch Jones. And there's a lot of people on the Iowa State side that say, well, you know, they're going to have to pay Iowa State nine million. Nobody's going to do that. Matt Campbell, be careful with the nobody. Yeah, no, I agree with you. There's it's, it's a lot of money sports. in college athletics. Now, there's not enough to pay anybody. I mean, the kids. Oh, sure. But sure. Uh, but they're, you're 100% right. If they if they want you bad enough, and I, I don't know if they're going to come after Matt Campbell. He's on all the lists that are put out there. I, I don't know if, if that's going to happen. Look, I hope he stays in names and hope he stays in names for a long, long time. Yeah. Look what he's doing to that football program that and that fan base. But it was um, just – it's I, I don't – I don't see catch yet. I see a lot of still photos that they that that they're that are cropping up online to help with 
build their case, mm-hmm. right? You can't use a still photo. You cannot. You just can't use a still photo. No. Um, and Marty, like you say, he's got one arm on the football. When he goes on his back, when Green falls on his back, it looks as though Mur- Murdoch's digging in there to try and get it out. I know simultaneous possession goes to the offense. Yep. Was it simultaneous possession? It was two hands against one hand at, at the very best if you're trying to make that case, I think. It was a tough call. It was a really, really tough call. But I, I couldn't, I, I wouldn't have come back onto the field and saying after further review, confirmation. You, you just can't go that far. Murdoch is behind the plays, got the arms in there. I'm that watching green it. has all the position right in the world. there, right? it's over in my mind. And then it slides out as Murdoch goes back over him. That's the movement. But before that... That's why I was going on incomplete. That's why I could have gone incomplete. Incomplete. Mm -hmm. Because there was never... And what is a catch in football? We don't know. We don't know. (laughs) It changes every week. (laughs) We watch watch a lot of football, Ken. Mm -hmm. We don't know. I don't know. Week after week after week. Mm -hmm. And and the NFL... And that's the other part. Are the rules of a catch different in the NFL? They are. I don't know the exact terminology, but the terminology in the Calvin Johnson catch against the Bears that kind of started, at least in my mind, all of this seven years ago, that's kind of what's yeah, And we're still no route. closer. Right. From Des Bryant and the playoff game mm-hmm. and on and on and on. There's so many, but I believe the terminology in the NFL that they use is different than the college game. Does that maybe lead to the Big 12 officials looking better? And well, Boy, did they get a, they get a mouthful from Cyclone fans. No, they really do. The games are fixed. The league office didn't want us in the champion. Us being, this I'm reading, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. this is me being in us. I, I've got one us. They, they reside in Winnipeg. <laughs> um, yeah, didn't want us in the championship game. The refs are paid. Uh, you know, it's just you know, it's a little over the top picture. That's the beauty of CycloneFanatic.com <laughs> uh, a number of times. We'll take a timeout. We'll switch to the Iowa game. What happened there offensively? I mean, Jackson showed up. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that something? My God, he's good. Enjoy him, folks. you got three more games. Yep. Three more games and bye-bye. Speaking of Hawks, how about Adrian Claiborne? Six what an unbelievable. You know what he said? I think he was, I don't know if he meant to uh, kind of pile on that left tackle. Who, I don't know his name. It was Tuck Smith's spot, who's an all-pro. Um, can't remember the guy's name, but I don't think he was piling on. He said, and I've only got one move. <laughs> he did the same move over and over and over and got to the quarterback, Dak Prescott, six different occasions yesterday. Five of his six years, he didn't have six sacks. Combined. Combined. And he had he had a uh, a clause in his contract that if he got six sacks this year, he gets a quarter of a million dollars. That's nice. He got six sacks yesterday, for crying out loud. What a game. What a game. C.J. Beathard throws a touchdown yeah. pass. I watched a lot of that game. He played well. He really did. He ran one in. He threw a couple of 83-yard uh, touchdown pass, 40-something. So two touchdowns and uh, and ran one in. Um, good game for C.J. Beathard. And it sounds like maybe he's going to start for the rest of the year. They are in no hurry. No hurry. That's play Garopp- so Garoppolo. weird. We'll, we'll get into that when we have a little bit more time. Yeah, it's, we probably do one. Odd. Yeah, 145. We'll spend yeah. some time on the NFL. Uh, what a massive game at U.S. Bank Stadium coming up this Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Rams, Vikings. Oh. A big, big spot. We'll take a timeout. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, Bama Bob 1240, Dylan Mons 120. Uh, Trent and I are here noon to 2, Monday through Friday. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom. 
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, wolfconstruction.net. Don't do what I did and run out. If it's working, don't quit. Why would you stop? Why undo all the good that's been accomplished? You've got to feed them right for life. Dynavite is nutrition. If I ever took Roy off of Dynavite... No, 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 no. When I get to about three quarters... When I get down to the bottom of my box of Dynavite... Oh, no. I've got a couple more scoops. It's time to place my order. Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. 859-428-1000. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite for your dog this week. We'll send you a bottle of Super Omega fish oil free. Packed with Omega-3, DHA, and EPA fatty acids. Super Omega is great for your dog's immune system, healthy skin, and soft, shiny fur. Try Super Omega Fish Oil. Free this week at Dynavite.com. Just feed your dog right. Use Dynavite. Dynavite for life. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. You've heard of the Brick Street Market and Cafe, Highway 65 and Bondurant right behind the Casey's. Come out and see these people Tuesday, November 14th from 6 to 8 for their annual Taste of Christmas. Come see the Brick Street Market at their best. Live holiday music for your shopping pleasure. All kinds of free samples like Grandma Jenny's French Silk Pie. Free samples throughout the store. Try the best hot cocoa you'll ever have. You'll get the recipe for it too. Come and see them. The Brick Street Market and Cafe, Tuesday, November November 14th for their taste of Christmas. Pre-order for your holiday needs and they are the best meat market in town. Cookie trays, pies, cakes. The Brick Street Market and Cafe will have it all for you on Tuesday, November 14th for their annual taste of Christmas from 6 to 8. When you arrive, ask about the $10 off coupon. They have great employment opportunities, too. They're looking for a line cook, someone to work in the deli, a server in the meat department. The Brick Street Market and Cafe. It's the taste of Christmas from 6 to 8 Tuesday. We'll see you there. If you're sick and tired of the same old delivery options, I have an idea for you. It's Food Dudes Delivery. Food Dudes Delivery delivers for restaurants that normally don't deliver food. And with over 50 restaurants across the metro, Food Dudes Delivery can find whatever you're craving. And for listeners of Jimmy B and TC, $2 off any order of $20 or more. Just use the coupon code JBTC. That's JBTC for two bucks off your next order of $20 or more. Food Dudes Delivery. Online, fooddudesdelivery.com. The Animal Rescue League of Iowa is your local animal shelter. When you give to the ARL, you're providing much-needed care, shelter, and love to Iowa's animals who have nowhere else to turn. This holiday season, consider giving to animals who want nothing more than to find their forever home. The need is now. The need is local. Please donate today at givearl.org. That's givearl.org. Thank you. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. 
Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness, give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent and I here noon to 2, Monday through Friday. Let's start the guest list, shall we? We do it this way each and every Monday during football season. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette is first up. We'll recap Wisconsin, take a peek ahead to Purdue. Mark joins us. Mark, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Mark, how's things? Good. I hope you guys are doing well. Doing fine. Uh, what happened, Mark, um, in Madison this past week? Um, I mean, Wisconsin's really good. Is that it? Is, it? is it as simple as Wisconsin is really good, and despite the 9-0 and record and everybody shooting arrows at that record, that uh, that maybe they're better than most uh, thought that they were? Is that it? Is it as simple as that? Well, I think they're kind of carrying that sort of weight, Wisconsin, and uh Every game now is a huge stage for them to prove how good they are, and uh, they did that against Iowa. Um, Iowa is not Ohio State as far as playing against Wisconsin, and uh, it just, you know, I, I really have no explanation for the offense. I mean, 66 yards. The search for the low finally ended last night. Uh, one of Tom Caker from Hawkeye Reports, uh, friends, was kind of, I was, I was kind of getting updates on the search for an offensive low for Iowa, he found one in 1944. Iowa had 15 <laughs> yards of total offense against uh, Minnesota. Before that, there were 69 yards of total. And I actually did find this box score I online. I saw that one. The old, the old, well, yeah, did you love that? I the old-timey box score? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're laughing here, and we're talking about uh, trying to find a low for Iowa's offense. That really is probably not very funny for your listeners. No. But, uh, yeah, that, uh, last, that was a historic low. That was a historically bad performance by Iowa's offense. On the other hand, uh, that was a historically great performance by Wisconsin's defense. Uh, I, I don't think it stamps Iowa as a horrible offense, but, you know, um, breakthrough one week, uh, horrible the next. What will happen this week at Purdue? Mm-hmm. I think I had a headline yesterday that uh, they'll either conquer the world or the one garden, well, they're cutting their own hair, will fall off. So somewhere in, the, somewhere in between. It was ugly all the way around. You know, the 3-4 defense has been talked about. Iowa struggles. You go back to even when they went up there two years ago, C.J. Beathard didn't even have 100 yards passing in that football game in the 10-6 win. Is it just what Wisconsin does, Iowa's own blocking scheme about it, because they just look so inept against the Badgers? The Badgers have good athletes, and they have better athletes than Iowa, period. I mean, it's all anyone has to do is go to the Badgers recruiting uh, rival site, go to the Iowa's rival site, mm-hmm. ch- 
check out the recruiting classes from um, whatever is it 2013 I think to 2017 uh, this last class you'll see where Iowa ranks you'll see where Wisconsin ranks you're going to see Wisconsin ranking higher you're going to see Wisconsin with more four-star athletes now there's a ton of thought right now people listening and going well, that's not the be-all end-all well it is not it obviously is not the be-all end-all but it's just it, for for one for one particular data point it's it's a head start it's a head start for Wisconsin and, you, and they you, you hit on more four-star athletes than you do on two-star athletes or two-and-a-half or three or whatever I want to call it these days. You just hit more. I mean, those guys come in and they're better prepared. They're athletically gifted enough to hang. So Wisconsin has that head start on Iowa right now. The recruiting thing is something that Iowa, if, if they want to compete with Wisconsin every year, you know, Kirk Ferentz said after the game that it's an even series, which I think if you just, yeah, sure, if you look at the total series history, sure, it's even. A lot of big, not of uh, Big Ten championship games for Wisconsin. Um, many more West Division titles. I, I don't think it's an even series anymore. And if Iowa wants to stay with Wisconsin, it has to do better in recruiting. Mm. Well, could Nate Stanley have done any more uh, during the game, Mark? I mean, I, I don't know what it could have been. I'm not sure his receivers were open. I mean, when you've got a you know, his longest reception of the day is 10 yards. Nick Easley two receptions the week before. Fant and Hawkinson are going nuts. Between the two of them, they had one catch for six yards. Was some of this on Stanley? Yeah, he didn't play well. Uh, that was his worst game as a Hawkeye. He sure had a lot of help getting there. I don't know how many uh, drops are hard for me. I'm going to say they at least had five. Amir Smith Marset uh, has become more of a liability than a helper in the last few weeks. Um, uh, Nick Easley has been pretty inconsistent catching the ball the last few weeks. Um, and hey, Wisconsin has a pretty good secondary. They ate up Iowa's tight ends and about every pass, every big third down pass play, and there are way too many for Iowa once again against a quality defense. Way too many third and longs. Uh, there was nobody open. Wisconsin uh, secondary ate Iowa up. Um, the tight end, why didn't Brian Ferentz call more tight end plays? Well, he called as many tight end plays as he did against Wisconsin. They were just covered better. Uh, Wisconsin made it. They, they noticed that on the tape from the week before, and they decided to cover it, unlike Ohio State. So two weeks in a row, you go from maybe the best offensive performance we've seen in Iowa under Kirk Ferentz to the worst, certainly statistically, against Wisconsin. Looking back upon it, is this more Ohio State just had a garbage game plan against the Hawkeyes? Uh, yeah, I don't know. If you want explanation, just look at Ohio State right now. Ohio State goes from the epic comeback that somebody will write a book about against uh, in the fourth quarter against Penn State. No. And then the, the next chapter in Iowa City, they're going to skip that chapter because it didn't go well for Ohio State. And then last week, another epic Ohio State beatdown over a the team that controlled its own destiny in Michigan State in the Big Ten East. So, uh, yeah, try to figure out Ohio State season and then look at Iowa's and eh, I don't know either. So uh, I, I don't think there – I think it's probably a little bit of emotion from each week. I mean, I'm sure Ohio State spent a ton against Penn State, came into Iowa City, and the gas tank was empty. And I think with Iowa, I think you could probably look at that and no one will admit to it, but uh, I think they spent a lot of mental energy against Ohio State mm-hmm. and – Wisconsin just has the athletes to surround them and hurt them off the field up there. Do they miss Desmond King, um, the cornerback, more than Desmond King, the punter? Or is it maybe closer than you would think, a punt returner, uh, closer than you would think, Mark? Because 
Boy, they've really struggled uh, with, with the punt returns last uh, this year. And Desmond King was automatic last year. He seemed to, you know, he wouldn't let anything get behind them for that additional yards that just does nothing but help uh, punters statistically and then put the offense in a hole. Um, look, they, they, they miss his cover skills clearly, uh, but they also maybe miss the punt return skills more than we would have thought. Uh, that's a great point, Ken. I mean, that uh, it's inexcusable at this point. Um, Matt Vandenberg's a senior, and he couldn't catch two punts, and that contributed to I mean, could Iowa have gotten out of any field position Saturday? Probably not, uh, if you just go, if you extrapolate the performance. But that was not helping, and that is a galling mistake to have to see in Week 10, especially after you've uh, fired one punt returner and Josh Jackson, who... Uh, screwed up some punts, yep. returns in the Michigan State game, where I think it did matter a little more because that game was closer. But, uh, yeah, uh, Week 10, a senior, uh-uh, you can't do that, and that's a bad, bad thing. And, that, and I'm starting to wonder what is going on there. What, what, are, the, what are those punt returners being told to do? There, there's obviously, you know, maybe it's a win. Maybe it's a case-by-case basis. Maybe there's an out here. But this is bad. I mean, this is you can't have that, period. I mean, it's fundamental. So, Josh Jackson, you brought his name up. Uh, he was the highlight of the game. Again. Two pick sixes, but go down this road for me for a moment. Was maybe the early pick six a, a bad thing? I was thinking, all right, we got one up on him here. Now we can just play this slowdown game and hopefully get out of here with a 14-13 win. In a, in a way, could that have maybe even derailed the offense even more? If you're a crazy person, maybe you believe that. <laughs> but I think, uh, I think seven points. Nobody's sitting on seven points. Uh, I don't care who you are. Yeah, may, may, Ferentz and Ferentz aren't that conservative, and that they're not that naive to think seven points is going to hold up at Wisconsin. So, no, that, that, that was not a factor to trend. I don't think that was a factor at all. Mm. Uh, depth chart is out for Purdue, Mark. Uh, what jumps off the depth chart at you, if anything? Well, Matt Nelson's back. He missed a lot of the Wisconsin game because I, I want to say maybe a knee because I saw him at the end of the game. He's wearing a knee brace. Maybe he always does. I don't know. But he he was not uh, able to get, return to the game. Uh, Farron said after the game, maybe for him. Uh, Manny Ragumba hurt again. I, I don't know about that guy. I think uh, too, he's been in and out so much this year. Uh, it's probably 50-50 for him. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll be back next week or not. But uh, Farron said he thought all the injured guys might, would have a chance to be back, including Imani Hooker, who last week didn't play. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I've been able to gather, it was a knee contusion, and he uh, just couldn't go. Just it didn't respond the way they thought it would. By the, and he wasn't able to practice much this week. So last week, so he's fifty-fifty probably with uh, Miles Taylor. Well, I thought Miles Taylor played pretty well for him and for getting that, you know, getting jumped into the game uh, late in the week probably. So. Uh, they have a little depth there. Uh, I think Monty, uh, Hooker is a guy you want to have in games because that is a guy who's probably going to be in your secondary for the next as a starter for the next two seasons after this season. So, yeah, you want him out there learning and, and uh, showing what he can do. So it's the Boilermakers this week. Purdue comes in. They were kind of the the it team for at least the first few weeks. They were, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> how well they played against Louisville, and, well, we know what's happened. It's kind of depth has caught up with them here. Still, they win their last two against Iowa and Indiana. They're bowl eligible. Expect a hungry Purdue team coming in. How's Iowa match up? Um, should crush them. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, depending on, you know, depending on, you know, the somewhere, somewhere between the Ohio State performance and the Wisconsin performance, there's got to be an average uh-huh. in there somewhere. And I think that should be enough to beat Purdue. 
The one thing that people need to remind themselves of the next few weeks with Iowa going against Purdue and then going to uh, Nebraska, Iowa is going to be a season maker for either of these teams if they're able to win the game. Uh, A Purdue win over Iowa would be Purdue's best win of the year. It would be one of those builder things for Coach Jeff Brom. And you're right, Trent. Uh, they were an it team a little bit early on, and then reality struck. And uh, and you're right about depth and injuries. Um, so they've kind of come back to earth, but they are still in the bowl race. I mean, they, they win two games. They'll be six and six, and they'll be in the bowl. I will be a season maker for them. I was certainly lining up to be a season maker for uh, Nebraska, which today I think uh, Tanner Lee they, is in concussion protocol and is mm-hmm. questionable for for Penn State. So Nebraska without Tanner Lee, that would be a really bad. Sort of Nebraska for nightmare for Nebraska, but you know they still have athletes and they still have pride. And a win over Iowa in that last game would do a, would at least send everybody off into the winter with a smile on their face. Yeah. And so Iowa faces Iowa faces that this next few weeks. That's kind of the big hurdle. They do. Mark, we got thirty seconds left. Do you get caught up at this point? You know, with a couple of games left to go, trying to for- forecast where the Hawks are going bowling. If so, do you have an opinion? at this point where it looks maybe like uh, Iowa could see their postseason uh, play out? Yeah, it's just an opinion. Um, I think of of, of Foster Farms in San Francisco or Music City in Nashville, I I think it's a a mid-tier bowl. It's nothing that people are going to buy T-shirts for, but uh, (laughs) it could be, you know, I think if I'm Iowa, I want, you want a good matchup. You want a matchup that you can win. Right. I think both those games should, should offer that. Good stuff, Mark. We'll talk to you a week from today. Thank you, as always, Mark Morehouse. You bet. Take care, you guys. Good to talk to you. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. They're a recap and looking ahead to Purdue. Uh, We'll look ahead to Bama Bob. He's coming up next. We'll take a timeout. We'll get into college football. What happened this past weekend? There was some chaos. There was a lot of chaos. Uh, We'll get into that with Bama when we continue here. Dylan Mons on Iowa State. He's coming up at 120. Trent Connor, myself with you noon till 2 every Monday through Friday. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on The Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. and save big this week during the Menard Day Sale. Aero Liquid Laundry Detergent gives you twice the cleaning power versus the leading liquid value detergent. A 150-ounce container is only $7.79. Bounty Basic Paper Towels are strong enough to handle everyday spills. Get a 12-pack of Bounty Basic Paper Towels for just $9.99. Get these and other great deals through November 19th during the Menard Day Sale. Plus, a Menard's gift card is always a great gift idea. Save big money at Menard's. Tonight on the CW's new drama. I would like to honor our military tonight. Valor. We have two heroes with us here. They're the Hilo Dream Team. Roger that. In a battle between duty. He lied to me. You can't ground me. If I clear you, we'd both be off this rescue mission. And loyalty. If we can't trust each other, we can't trust anyone. Valor. Following Supergirl. All new tonight on the CW. Don't miss Valor. Tonight at 8. Followed by CW Iowa News at 9. Get ready to door bust. Renaissance Center's pre-Black Friday door busters are here. 
This Friday through Wednesday, you can shop insane pre-Black Friday deals on the brands you want most. Come early for doorbusters like an LG 4K TV, Xbox One, Samsung Galaxy Phone, and Beats by Dre headphones for crazy low weekly payments. But you better hurry before the best doorbusters are gone. Only at Rent-A-Center. Big brands, small payments. Rental purchase lease transaction. Participating locations only. See manager for details. This holiday season, he went to Jared because getting her a blender just didn't sound right. Her ideal gift is waiting at Jared, the Levion Collection. Jared has more exclusive Levion pieces than any other jewelry store in the world. And from November 16th through the 26th, visit jared.com and you'll receive $100 off any Levion purchase. Sound good? That's why he went to Jared. Some exclusions apply. See jared.com for details. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest Restore on East Euclid or in Urbandale. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the final segment of the uh, first hour of the program. Trent Condon and myself with you uh, Monday through Friday noon until 2. Bama Bob's with us thrice weekly uh, during the month of November. Uh, as college football playoff announcement comes Tuesday, we'll recap it on Wednesday. We'll preview the week coming up later on. Uh, but right now, let's recap uh, another week of chaos in college football. Bam, it's crazy. We spend all this uh, talk right back and forth, the what-ifs and everything, and then the games are played on the table and everything are on the floor, field rather than everything that we put on the table that we thought we knew uh, just get proven wrong yet again. Chaos again ruled. Bama, how are you? 
Uh, I'm doing great. Um, yeah, Ken, it was certainly a significant, if not necessarily overly dramatic weekend. I mean, you know, number one and number three went down, and there was no drama associated None. with it, other than the fact that one and three are getting their butts kicked. You know, so on the road, uh, Bama. That's what came. That's what I came away with. The fact that they had yeah. to go on the road, and, and uh, they just had no. They had no response. Exactly, and you know, the game, the the Auburn Georgia game was was. I don't want to say odd necessarily, but you know Georgia opened that game just going straight down the field, did whatever they wanted to do. You know Chubb was running, and you know, you know Fromm was you know hitting wins on these back shoulder throws, and it was just as easy a drive as you could ever want, uh, you know, to start a game. And then it just all disappeared on them, and it really turned in the third quarter when the when the with the fumble punt. And you know Auburn takes it in, goes up sixteen to sixteen to nine or sixteen to seven or twenty three seven at that point, and then it was just an onslaught, and it was a perfect formula for Auburn. You know Georgia could not run the ball, absolutely could not run the ball. Uh, their defense was on the field way too long, and Carryon Johnson, you know, just did what he does. He he outgained in total yards. He by himself he outgained the Georgia offense. So. Uh, you know, we, we talked Friday, Auburn is going to play a role, and man, did they ever. And not only have they played a role and had a say in who's going to be in the playoff, uh, they put themselves squarely in the conversation of the playoff because, you know, now in a couple weeks they're going to get the biggest game of the year again in the FCC in their place. And if they win that, they're going to go on to Atlanta with a chance to, uh, to, to be a two-loss team in the playoff. Carry on Johnson, you mentioned his name. Sam Bradford is the far and away Heisman Trophy yep. uh, leader right now. But if there's a guy coming from the back of the pack and, and Johnson can lead that team to an upset of Alabama, you got to say he's in the conversation at the very least, right? Oh, absolutely you do. And and listen, I, I agree with you. You know, Baker Mayfield is the front runner, should be the front mm-hmm. runner, is probably going to win it. Uh, and should win it at this point. If, you, if it, the season ended today, he would certainly be the winner. You know, Bryce Love helped himself out uh, Saturday against Washington with the three scores. Friday, but Barkley yep. Has, yeah, Barkley has kind of, you know, fallen off the mm-hmm. map a little bit. Um, but, yeah, carry on Johnson. I mean, look, if he puts up 150 and a couple scores against Alabama and then duplicates it, it's kind of like the Derrick Henry model, you know, just, just you know, a couple years ago just, you know, late in the season, starting with LSU, 35, 38 carries, 185, you know, whatever it was, you know, LSU and then Auburn and then the championship game and everything else. And all of a sudden he kind of came out of the pack. But on Johnson is a guy I think that you, you have to pay attention to and, and who's got a shot at least to get to New York. Um, I think Khalil Tate's another guy mm-hmm. that's going to, you know, he's putting up crazy numbers. Nobody's really paying attention out in the Pac-12. And and I want to throw in a plug, guys, and it's going to sound total homerish, and I get it. And I'm not Jalen Hurts. Thank you, Kenny. <laughs> the guy is 24 and one as a starting quarterback. What is the objective of a quarterback, Ken? <laughs> win the game. Win, win the damn game, and he is he is a minute nine from his defense not being able to stop Deshaun Watson to being 25 and 0 as a starting quarterback at Alabama. And you watch that game. I did. This, First time he's done it, okay? He did it last year at LSU. They were nothing, nothing in the fourth quarter. He comes up with a scramble, wins that game. Ole Miss earlier that year, you know, down 24 to three, and, and he comes back and leads them to a win in that game. You know, really 
slugged it out. You go look at his numbers and what he did against Clemson last year. I know they lost the game, but he he put them ahead with a minute and a half to play. So it, it, it's I understand he's not going to win it, and I understand why. And if I had a vote, I wouldn't vote for him to win it. But at some point, he's got to be in the conversation, especially if he goes into Auburn and can pull off a win there because this kid is absolutely as unflappable and cool customer as I can recall at the quarterback. He never, you know, Mayfield is fiery, and that works for him, and that's great. Manziel, guys like that. Uh, you know, even Tebow, you know, all of the flexing and everything. And, I mean, Jalen Hurts scores, and it's, he, he just reminds me of Barry Sanders. I mean, he just never shows any emotion, just never, never too high, never too low. All he does is just win the game, and ultimately that's the objective. Yeah, I, I couldn't – I mean, they don't win that football game on Saturday night with without no. him. I mean, he, no he led that team back to victory. Kind of reminded me uh, of Cam Newton doing it for Auburn. Um, yeah. he, he really yeah. and truly did. Here's one for you, Bama. Is the U back? Oh, oh I think definitely. I, I mean, so and I think they're back on defense, Ken. I mean, that defense to me was stunning. Uh, and now, listen, Notre Dame, if you want to say Notre Dame helped them, Fine, they helped them, but you know Miami has to be there to capitalize on it, and I think they forced a lot as well. But the scary thing about Miami, if you're Florida or Florida State right now, is they don't. You know, you talk about recruiting the state of Florida. Okay, they don't have to get within 30 miles of campus to field a national championship caliber team. Okay, and if they can really start getting themselves back into the conversation. I mean, it, they are just going to be scary, and Mark Rick is a proven coach. He's done it. Um, listen, the two great wins were at home. Okay, how's that going to travel? They're going to have to play Clemson in the championship game. That game is now set. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they are back, certainly, if not in the playoff this year, because they do have a, a tough test against Clemson. But, I mean, with Florida going to be in transition with a new coach, you know, Florida State is a disaster this year. Now, hopefully they come back under Francois. A lot of stuff, you know, swimming around Jimbo Fisher. Again, Miami, if, if they can get – if they can keep this momentum, they can if, – if they can, all they got to do is lock down. They don't have to lock down. Just, you know, get what they want – like I said, 30 miles from campus, and you can field yourself a national championship contender every year. So, would you put them as the number two team in the country ahead of one loss Clemson, one loss Oklahoma? Where do you have them slotted in? Uh, you know, Trent, I, I'm I'm still going fourth for them, and okay. and it's it sounds listen, it really doesn't matter as long as you get in. I guess who cares? Um, I think Mayfield is a guy that could you know kind of drive them a little crazy. He can drive anybody crazy, even his own coach at times. But I mean, it, it, I, I would have it. Alabama tenuous at one until they get that linebacker play cleaned up, and we'll know more about that in the Iron Bowl. But listen, coming off they're undefeated, coming off a good win on the road uh, in a hostile situation in the comeback win. I'd probably have Clemson number two, um, although you know I could you could make an argument out of me not. Uh, I just like what Oklahoma has done: the win at Ohio State, the win at uh, you know over TCU. Uh, the win in Bedlam, I think they're playing as good as anybody right now. I know their defense is leaky. I get mm-hmm. it. Miami, the two great wins, again, at home, haven't really had to go on the road to play anybody tough yet. So, But, look, they go and beat Clemson, uh, which would be on a neutral field. I get it. Um, 
I mean, listen, they're going to be two, three, you know, pick a number at that point. But they're, they're clearly in right now. Uh, to me, with Wisconsin still sitting at five, and I probably have Auburn six. Hmm. So Wisconsin, uh, they moved up. Uh, Iowa was ranked when they beat them. It's the way that right. they beat them, Bama. They spanked Iowa th- this this they past did. week. They showed me something. That might have been you know, that was my one of my bigger takeaways from the weekend. That you know everybody's got there been shooting holes in in Wisconsin. I get it because of their schedule, but man, uh, we'll know more about them because I think Michigan's going to. Man, we'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, Bama, just real quick, couple of things. Butch Jones out. No surprise there. It's funny. Some ads right. want to get ahead of things. Uh, um, you know, because of the early signing period now, they want to get their guy in there. Moose is going to move very quick in Lincoln as soon as the season ends. I'm surprised sure. on one hand that, that Riley has survived this long. But Butch Jones out, uh, and not surprising Bama. You know, a lot of people are making the, well, at least he'll be, you know, Dan Mullen's a, he's a shoe-in. He gets, to, he gets to get away from Nick Saban. Well, no, you don't, because the third right. week in October is Tennessee well, Alabama every year. every year. Every year, for crying out loud. <laughs> Give me a name or two that you could see taking that spot. Is Mullen one of them? Uh, Mullen's certainly going to be a candidate. Um, you know, uh, there's... I think I don't know if he tops their list. Listen, John Gruden tops their list. I don't know that Gruden is viable. I I don't either. Um, You know, there's a lot of guys. You know, the guy at Virginia Tech, Fuentes. I mean, if he wants to come to the SEC, I think that's a guy that would generate a lot of excitement up there in Knoxville. Chip Kelly's a name you keep hearing bannered around. I mean, all the success he had at Oregon. Forget about what he did in the NFL. That's just never going to work there. Um, but look, Tennessee is really the third job opening now in the SEC, Ken. I mean, you know, Shannon's not going to get the gig at Florida. Matt Luke's not going to get it at Ole Miss. I think Arkansas is coming open. Yeah, I'd be surprised A&M doesn't come open. The mandate was eight, nine wins, you know, competitive in the West. That was on record for the AD going in. That's not going to happen. Uh, so I don't think someone survives. So you could potentially have five openings in the SEC, and that is a, that's a lot to compete with. I know you're Tennessee, um, but that's a lot to compete with. As for Mullen, there's two schools of thought. One is stay in Starkville, get four, four and a half million bucks a year, and if you win eight, nine games and, and are competitive you know, with Alabama every couple of years, fan base is happy. Second school of thought is you had, this is, you've reached the ceiling in Starkville. Okay, because uh, you had Alabama on the ropes and couldn't finish them. But if he stays there, and he, he always he's going to be able to get quarterbacks because Nick Fitzgerald's going to the pros and he's going to be a good one. Yeah, I think so he so can too. point. He can point to Prescott and Fitzgerald and say, "Hey, look, you can come to Mississippi State and you can play in the NFL." And he can get a quarterback to come to Starkville. And if you got a quarterback, what do you got? What do you got, Ken? Mm, you got a chance. You got a chance. So uh, there's, I don't. He's going to have opportunities. There's no question. Um, is he the leading guy? A lot of people want him at Florida. Um, I don't know that that's going to be the case. But that, you know, Florida and Tennessee being open. I don't know if that's ever happened in the same year uh, before. And again, you want to throw A and M in there. And what that's really going to do is hurt Arkansas and Ole Miss because they're going to really have to dig deep for candidates. Bama. Uh, you know, those are going to be the top three. Last thing here, uh, the Buckeyes. What, what do you make of Ohio State? We saw them in our, our state two weeks ago. <laughs> looked awful. Then they go out, yeah. throttle. Just crush. Just uh, this team, yeah. we know, immensely talented. But a two-loss team, we're talking about chaos. Is there still a window for the Buckeyes Hell to get yes. in? Oh, I think there, there clearly is. Uh, they need Wisconsin to keep winning. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, Notre Dame's gone. 
if Miami beats Clemson, you know, listen, the ACC is not going to get two. I think it's pretty obvious now the SEC is not going to get two. Mm-hmm. Uh, although that's really going to put a lot of weight on Alabama. I think they're going to get one in whoever wins that conference. Um, you know, the Big 12, uh, Oklahoma's got some work to do, guys, um, <clears throat> to get in. But, yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> why wouldn't Ohio State be? Now, again, if head-to-head against Oklahoma, I'm taking Oklahoma. Uh, I don't care when they lose or, or how or who. I mean, they beat them on the field. But I think the Buckeyes are definitely in the conversation uh, as a two-loss team. But they're really schizophrenic. I mean, I don't know how you the, – the, the swing from Iowa to Michigan State was, I don't know what, almost 100 points. It was ridiculous. Um, how you know? So I don't know where they're at. JT Barrett clearly plays better at home than he does on the road. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're in – just about anybody with two losses is still in it, I think. Uh, because unless some things shake out perfectly, you're going to have to have room for a two-loss team in the in the in the playoff without question. Mm. Two weeks to go, more chaos ahead. Bama, we will recap uh, the college football playoff rankings Wednesday at one forty with you. Thank you, Bama Bob. Appreciate you coming on. All right, always enjoy it, Ken. Thanks a lot. All right, buddy. Good to talk to you, Bama Bob. Talking college football as we do three times a week. Uh, coming up in the uh, one o'clock hour, we have plenty of opportunity for conversation. Trent uh, purposely left that open. Do some NFL stuff. Yeah. Take a look ahead to some five and five teams in both of the two conferences that matter to us: the Big Ten and the Big Twelve. Uh, and then Dylan Mons at one twenty covers uh, Iowa State for the Ames Tribune. Trent and I are back after this timeout. It's the Ken Miller Show on seventeen hundred KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on seventeen hundred with Jimmy B and TC Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker seventeen hundred KBGG. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with a newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Cumulus Media Des Moines encourages you to shop local, buy local this holiday season. Our local businesses are the lifeblood of our communities and a major driving force for the local economy, contributing to the tax base, which in turn supports our schools and helps to keep our infrastructure updated. Money spent locally supports all of us here and is very important to maintaining our way of life. 1700 KBGG encourages you to shop local this holiday season. Shop local is brought to you by these fine local businesses, The Hall, Total Truck, and Mattress Discounter. As a bee emoji, there's nothing I love more than a strong shot of nectar. But getting behind the wheel when you're buzzed? That makes me want to sting. Drive sober and make zero fatalities your goal in Iowa. 
If your basement leaks or floods, or if you have mold, mildew, or a musty smell, call Midwest Basement Systems today to request a free basement waterproofing estimate. As Iowa's premier basement waterproofing and foundation repair contractor, Midwest Basement Systems will send one of their certified basement waterproofing specialists to visit your home and conduct a thorough inspection of your basement's foundation. Gentlemen, start your ovens. If you're a chef, a foodie, or a guy who likes to cook, we've got the perfect event for you. Guys Night Out, December 5th from 4 to 7 p.m. at Bolton and Hay. Come enjoy savory snacks and beer tastings while you check out the latest and greatest cooking supplies and accessories. Find the perfect kitchen equipment and utensils. Bolton and Hay, 2701 Delaware, Des Moines. And online at boltonhay.com. That's boltonhay.com. Don't miss Guys Night Out, December 5th from 4 to 7 p.m. We can really make you cook. 1700 KBGG is your home for high school football. Join me, Trent Condon, each and every Friday night starting at 7 o'clock for the Central Iowa Game of the Week. After the game, keep it locked on 1700 KBGG for the Hartung and Schrader Scoreboard Show. We'll take you up until 11 o'clock with scores from across the state of Iowa. Your home for high school sports, 1700 KBGG. State Championship doubleheader on Friday, 11 a.m. Van Meter against Iowa City Regina. And then the 4-8 title game with Dowling Catholic against Iowa City West. Friday on 1700. The holidays are around the corner. A merry time filled with family traditions and festive celebrations. But it's a hard season for those who have recently lost a loved one. You can help. Manda the Panda needs donations for its Cheer Box program, which delivers a box of gifts to families experiencing their first holiday season after the death of a loved one. Visit amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS for a list of needed items and to learn more. That's amandathepanda.org. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives.